If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello and welcome back into the Savage Situation podcast. It's your host here, Adam Savage. Good to have you guys here. And we've had such an amazing couple of seasons. We're back with a third season. Now I have a co-host every week, Ian Chambers. And we've got so much coming your way. And we have guests coming on. We're talking about the gaming world as well as, you know, things like online, lifestyle, sport as well. So it kind of encapsulates kind of everything that we like. And we hope you guys enjoy it as well. Now, one thing that's really going to help grow the show and expand to a bigger audience and broaden its horizons is if you guys do leave a review. It's really important important to subscribe and follow to make sure you never miss an episode but reviews are so key to getting us as high up the charts as humanly possible so that everyone can hear our brilliant podcast that you guys obviously a massive part of as well i do make sure to leave a five-star review if you can that'd be amazing with a comment as well and hopefully it'll boost our show to outer space and beyond enjoy this new episode it's a banger if i do say so myself i would say that though but genuinely enjoy Hello there and welcome into a brand new episode of the Savage Situation podcast. Ian is away this week. He's left He's left a, bit, a big hole in the podcast, but it's been filled by the kings of Fortnite, the kings of my heart. Reese Hub, Monster D-Face. You weren't expecting that, were you? I, I wasn't, no, no. no They've lit up. Like, okay, we've gone there already. <laughs> hey, listen. I'll, I'll take the praises where I can get them. All right, they don't, they don't come very often, you know. I'm, the, I'm out here. I yeah, we, we can get them at home. Tell you that. It's <laughs> actually like kind of like a like a therapy group for us right now. Just to kind is, of like coming man. together and it's just like you know, and that's what games do to a degree. They mm-hmm. help you. They fix you in some ways. And um, we're gonna talk about yeah. I want to talk everything about you guys about kind of like your your life in games. Obviously, this podcast kind of celebrates games in general, really, and kind of like how it's affected our lives, but also how we're kind of like in this really unique position where games is our life, which is kind of sick and that was the thing that i don't know about you guys i mean reese when, when you were younger did you ever think for a second that y- you would that you would make because you weren't doing games to any recently no. you weren't gonna what, what was your job before this i was a construction cost consultant which is the oh. the coolest you can call it a big, quantity big surveyor big job. Yeah. so like if you uh if you wanted to build something right you'd have to go to like a contractor for them to actually physically build it but they could tell you however much you wanted right they could be like it's gonna cost 15 million to buy it to make your two-bed house and you're like well i don't know if that's reasonable i mean that sounds clearly unreasonable but you <laughs> you wouldn't have a full understanding of what it should cost so you'd hire someone like me to make sure you don't get scammed you get a good cost they will you along the way that was kind of what i did for five years that's why i went to uni to study so you know when you said do you think i would have as a kid ever done anything with gaming no because it was like it's not even a Almost like at that time, it wasn't even like in my brain that, hey, I love video games. Maybe I should make something out of that with my life because it was, I just didn't know what the avenues were, to be honest. Yes, man. We, uh, Monster as well. Like when you, when you were kind of, um, when you, I guess you were younger, was was like, get, would you come straight into games from like off the bat? Was there, was there a kind of like a job you had previously or a, a different dream of a job of some sorts? So I have an associate's degree in criminal justice. I was pursuing police. <laughs> I will lock all of you guys up, mess around, and read you your Miranda rights. 
Um, but no, crazy. seriously. So that, that's what I was studying. Um, as far as work goes, I was a receptionist at a school, a charter school in the Bronx. So I was actually doing office work just there, idle. Um, but I was I was into gaming. Like I was heavily, heavily into like gaming. That's what made me get into, you know, buying a computer and, and kind of like investing in myself. And that led me to wanting to capture the content. I thought I was good. <laughs> Shout out to my ego. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that kind of that kind of led me down the route to where we are today. So it did jump jump start me, I guess, my love for gaming. Criminal justice, dude. Like, how, yeah, how have you gotten to I know? Mind you, mind you, I'm literally a graffiti artist before that. So like, I was very maybe I just had a weird fixation with the law and how it worked. And who knows for what? For all I know, subconsciously, I could have maybe just wanted to learn the law better. So I could do to so avoid it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, you know what I mean. So just know. All right, what's my limits? What can I do here? Um, Reese, Reese, have you have you seen MDF like like I arrest guess, someone? Graffiti? No. Not right. <laughs> is, is graffitiing the? T- I don't know if that's the terminology. MDF like is it is it graffitiing? Is that kind of a thing? You, that, is that the term? I, I mean, don't know. Yeah, you you call it what you want. Graffiti, um, you know, tagging, art, bombing. You know, there's there's a lot of slang in in the graffiti in the graffiti world. Um, talking I, about that, I mean. Arab, who's an IRL podcast or, or IRL streamer now, he actually visited the Bronx and went to one of my pieces in person. Oh, damn. Took That's a selfie awesome. next to it. Made a whole like live stream a, a segment about it um, as he's traveling the world right now. So, That's yeah, like, I, got, I got real art out there from 12 years ago. We were talking like I was a teenager, but I had an eye. This, I have just a weird eye for like, you know, locations. Yeah, um, yeah. Even then, my goal was, all right, if I'm going to hit a spot, can I hit something called a forever spot? Like, how long is this going to last? And I would try to hit spots that I that was already like unclean for ten years. I'm like, yeah, this is a slum. Like, no, <laughs> like, no one is cleaning this wall. I'm hitting that wall. Like, that's what I would do. I would target locations that were either impossible to get to, or like, dog, they're, they're the dirtiest, about this filthiest area. areas. Yeah. <laughs> Before you yeah. had like before you had like those uh, those guys who kind of climb like crazy like buildings and construction work, you were kind of like you were on the, I did down, that the down low. You were on the DL. Did you seriously? I'm telling you. Oh my! Who <laughs> yeah, are you? Like, like a super. I don't know who this guy is. Well, uh, I have no idea. Later. I got a job uh, now. Okay. So I got a job. <laughs> okay. 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 But yeah, I mean, the, thing, the reason I bring it up is I don't, it was it was a, we were doing um, uh, FNCS. Uh, I think this is kind of like early on this year. And we have the we have the map up Reese that you kindly provide on the regular. Show me kind of drop oh, yeah. maps and whatnot. He's got the drop map, yeah, drop map king. Okay. And uh, and he's like, and <laughs> like, yo yo, uh, do you want me to ta- show you on the telestrator? Like uh, tag some stuff up. And I was like, uh, sure. And for you guys, I don't know what a, tel- a telestrator is. If you kind of ever see kind of um, I guess if if you see kind of in esports, we're drawing on like kind of a map and showing kind of like you know arrows and circles and highlighting areas. The telestrator is how we do that kind of live and broadcast. MDF is like, yeah, check this out. And just puts together this sick tag in the middle of the sky. I'm like, hey, the telestrator using a mouse is like, is like awful. It feels like prehistoric. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're talking like Mario Paint before that, like <laughs> that old bad. school. And he's put out this absolute, absolute like, like I guess drawing graffiti. I was, I was like, how have you done that? It's mad, crazy. T- it's, it's crazy stuff. But hey, you got talents, talent, talents, talent, talents, talent. Did you? I mean, you so New York is where you kind of grew up in that in that neighborhood, right? Was it was it Queens? You said, uh, from the Bronx. From the Bronx. Reese, 
detecting the accent here. It's oh, yeah. either Slovenia or somewhere in in, in Scotland. <laughs> Slovenia is new for me uh, as 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 someone <laughs> who's had their accent guests many times. We've gone through every country imaginable in the UK, apart from Slovenia. To this point, there's been Irish. There's been Wales. Actually, a receptionist who was from Northern Ireland in a job that I worked at, my first job out of uni, came up to me and was like, are you from Northern Ireland? Because she was Irish herself. And I was just like, sorry to disappoint you. I'm Scottish. No, unfortunately. And then like nine months later, a guy sent around an email to everyone on St. Patrick's Day. And he was like, happy St. Patrick's Day to all our Irish people. And I was tagged in the email. I was like, I've been here for nine months. So I was like, how are we not figure out? Like, we live in Scotland. How are we not figure out from there? But no, That's no. Amazing. It's just a weird oh, accent because like my, I'm from the Orkney, Orkney Islands, super north, tiny population, like 22,000 people. And the, the the accent there is very weird to start with. It's like not, it's it's not traditionally that Scottish. It's, it's you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, if put it anywhere near like a Glasgow accent. It's very far. It has a lot of its own little dialects and things like that in it. But my family has like no accent really because for some reason my granny's got this really posh accent. So it just kind of translated down to me having the most <laughs> random voice in the world <laughs> that just that you can't detect from anywhere apart from Slovenia, of course. But it's, I, I don't think, yeah, looking at esports in general, I don't think there are too many Scottish casters, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think, I don't think there's many. You're kind of one of a... Maybe a handful at best. Definitely, uh, it's cool when you when you hear one. I'm I'm trying to. There's just like in my brain. There's definitely like a Scottish cast that I've seen somewhere, which is yeah. cool. But like a lot of if you ever see someone of a Scottish talent, if it's on like TV or if it's on anything, they always have the super strong like either really strong Glasgow accent or like a really strong Edinburgh accent, where there's just like both a kind of posh side of it yeah. too. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's no one that sounds like me. We'll put it that way. Which did, did you, good and bad. Did you, did you watch Braveheart and cringe every time that person <laughs> opened his mouth? Did you go, Jesus? No, no, Mel. not this time, bro. Not this time. I'm turning this down. We're putting this in Spanish. <laughs> in, in English accent as well. You get. You often get the hello there. How are you, sailor? You're yep. all right, governor. That kind of cock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, how are what you? About, do you guys know Thorin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he have that accent? He's like Thorin. Can't remember Duncan, Duncan, right? Yeah, I, I suck at accents. Yeah, Duncan Shields. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suck at accents and, and recognize them. But like, he's the he's the only per other person I think has a very unique kind of tone. I think Reese definitely has a new unique tone. When I mm. now listening to Scottish, so kind of reminds me of his. That's why I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, Thought maybe you guys knew more, but who knows? No, I. Do, do <laughs> you know I, I think uh, for me, it's either kind of you get like a a lot of. I think. Do you think the Scot because the Scottish accent is quite strong? Can be very thick. Deep. Can be a little bit yeah, difficult yeah. to understand. And when you guys are in the height of like casting something, because obviously you, you've, you've teamed up, you know, this entire last I think two seasons now on, on <laughs> an FMCS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, rocking the NAE broadcast <laughs> for uh, for you know the casting on Fortnite and on FNCS. You there's a there's a there's a great balance of the American and the Scottish. But I think that you, that's one of the things when you're in that kind of in the moment where you kind of you're buzzing, something crazy's happening. You know, if you've got someone who can't articulately put a sentence together and describe what's going on it can be a little bit difficult for the audience to take it I'm yes so, yes there's yeah. like i mean when i'm my accent gets stronger when i go home anyway but it's not like it's not it was never that strong to start with i mean if i lived in orkney my whole life maybe it would have because when i moved to like edinburgh and i was like 18 most of the time you're living with like foreigners anyway and you need in edinburgh because it's very multicultural so it's like my accent cleaned up to start with so that people weren't just like what's this guy saying like you know there's like <laughs> specific dialect words where people were like what, what the what the what is this i don't i don't get it so it cleaned up to start with and then like you know 
been online for so long and being in London as well for the last two years, it's like, and obviously focusing in particular on casting and focusing on like enunciating words properly and, and actually learning how to speak as a Scotsman is hard to start with, but generally cleans up your voice a ton. I'm sure because I haven't really been home in two years since COVID happened. I'm going home this Christmas. People will probably speak to me and be like, why do you sound like that? <laughs> like your voice <laughs> sounds very it? weird. Yeah. What the hell I believe it. My, my family say I sound white now, which is crazy. <laughs> I definitely still have a New York accent in a uh, sense, right? Like people that are um, yeah, from anywhere that's not new york essentially look at me and say oh yeah you definitely have an east coast accent um <laughs> really but my family thinks i sound white which is funny to me then like like uh, reese is talking about when you go home you know your accent is way thicker like, Ooh, yeah. so i definitely yeah. i know I, I i drag out my a's and and my e's right like you know i get into my new york swag essentially but um yeah, definitely. It's, it, I think it's so funny. They they use that word, like, literally. You sound white. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Not the, I mean, the white people don't think so. Because <laughs> so. that, that obviously, is, like you mentioned COVID, this, this past couple of years has mm. been absolutely you know wild for, I guess, the industry in general, really. I don't know about you boys, we're right at the beginning of, um, of like, I guess, lockdown. Lockdown one, there's been like 9,000 by this point. Right. But lockdown one, like, um, in March 2020, for us um, in London, like, I, I found it very difficult because suddenly all those live events, all those shows, the lands were just all gone. So then we kind of like in this world of like, okay, we're trying to find work, you know, kind of, you know, trying to find new things going on, but nothing was really going on. So it was, it was a really difficult time. Obviously the first time we kind of worked together was, um, was an FNCS. I think, is this season five? Was this season uh, five was the one that I did with Vivid still on the desk. Yes. Season yeah. six was the one that you two would have worked together with. Oh, and then season seven was the one where I came in. So okay, yeah. Season, so season five was when I filled in physique that one day, and, yes. and you and I talking. And I mean, of all the places in the world, like we're all. I mean, you're in Texas. Are you Texas right now? I'm, I'm in there? Texas. Yeah, Texas. Mm-hmm. Everyone's all over the world, and you and I, Reese, find out we live down the street from each other. <laughs> Next <laughs> two minutes. Yeah, yeah. You move into my uh, my development, and we <laughs> live literally a two minute walk and, and met for coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was mental. It's just, that, the, the odds of that. The small world when you actually so start looking small. at it. <laughs> so small. I mean, I mean, um, yeah. We always ask guests on the show as well, like kind of take us back to kind of the origins of like because we'll get we'll get into the nitty gritty of Fortnite for sure, no doubt. But. When it comes to like you, you, your kind of gaming journey, when you kind of started everything off, like were you, I mean, take me back to, to, to you know, to the Bronx to, and back to the Orkney Islands. Like, you know, what were the kind of, what was your first kind of experience? Like MDF of like playing, you know, when you were in the Bronx, what was your kind of first console, first games? What kind of like, My first, so I definitely, like I had the Dream ha- the Dreamcast, the the early PlayStation, the Game Boys, right? Um, I remember my aunt, she had an Atari and she'd played like the old Mario game, like all these. Re- so I go way back into like the really, really old consoles. Um, But like where I became like very cognitive to like, no, I want to play this game because I want to play this game. Um, it was actually Metal Gear Solid 1 on PlayStation. And back then, check this out. Uh, We would have to, if we wanted to beat the game, you had to beat the game in one sitting because I didn't have a memory card. We're too poor to afford <laughs> the actual memory wow. save chip. It's either that or don't turn off the PlayStation, mom. <laughs> Please leave it on all night and we'll play <clears throat> and we'll come back and we'll and we'll continue the story with like me and all my cousins sitting in the living room trying to beat it. So And it's literally on was, fire by the time you finish <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's actually like <laughs> ready to explode. Like, but that that was how we played our games. That was like that was my first like light switch like achievement in gaming um yeah it's funny to think about that like that little detail or like 
Dude, we couldn't even turn off the PlayStation. <laughs> we had to like <laughs> beat the game oh, in one file. The 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 original. I remember that. I mean, I'm sure my age, but the original kind of Zelda game on the Nintendo, like the, mm. the, the the NES. Like the only way you could save your game, I think it was on that one. You had to have like a kind of like a like a password. You had to save like this kind of like twelve digit oh, randomized yeah, like phrase, password. Right. Like, but it was like it was all jumbled, and you had to like you know back in the day, you could just type it on your phone. You had to use like find like a pen and paper, and it was like <laughs> it would only take you to a certain point. It was like saving was 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 hard. Like to just save a game. <laughs> And I remember the play at the PS1 had these little memory cards, and it was like, oh, yeah. Say, this is amazing. But but again, before that, you know, we we had different Nintendos. We had you know, uh, Nintendo sixty four, etc. Like I remember playing uh, Superman, the game on that. I remember playing Banjo Kazooie. Like I played all these old games. Um, but it was really like around, like I guess my brain was really developing. I I realized at that point, like, no, like this is this is the game. This is when I really fell in love with this the franchise, the game series, right? And then I, I've been a fan ever since. Mate, you know how you and I always end up either talking about A, Christmas things, mm. or B, <laughs> retro games? Is it because we're old? I'm not sure. Mate, maybe it is. Maybe <laughs> it is. But we, nostalgia is a massive part of what we, what we do, right? We talk about like, you know, the, the gaming history, kind of our personal history with games, because I like to associate kind of chapters of my life with like, which coincide with certain games. Yeah, I, I 100% agree because they're a massive part of our childhood. But like, when I think about the word retro, it makes me think of like the past, Whereas retro gaming is not really retro for me because I never stopped playing it. So like, you know, <laughs> it's like current, Isn't that mad? it's like current gaming. <laughs> it is. It's like it, we say retro, but literally twenty four seven in bed at night till late, and I haven't had any sleep for weeks because I can't stop grinding. How, okay, here's another thing. Have you heard of Pie Packer? You know what? You mentioned this before we came on, and it rings a bell. Pie Packer. Okay, I've done something pretty extraordinary. They've actually created a. Yeah platform that you can access right on online um a platform where there's ultimately free online multiplayer retro yeah do games. you mean like these must be games that have just been made now that are similar to the old retro games right or do you mean like legit retro games legit like like earthworm gym 2 kind of retro games. let me like let me go games. on this website pie packer i'm not even joking they showed me their insane yeah. platform and it's available on a web browser. There's over 80 retro games. They've even got this feature called Bring Your Own Game, yeah. BYOG. Love it. Um, <laughs> it allows us, you know, to upload our own ROMs <laughs> to PyPacker and play them as if they're part of the catalog. I'm looking on the website now. And the main thing that stands out to me is this is telling me that I can play some of my favorite retro games, like on a service where I. I'm not looking over my shoulder thinking the FBI are going to break down the door. Because like, <laughs> it says that it's completely... Yeah, it, yeah. it does say that it's completely legal. So that's exciting. They've even been kind enough to say, look, we've got a redeem code for anyone who wants to use this custom option to play their mm. own ROMs, okay? You can use the code PIESAVAGE, P-I-E-S-A-V-A-G-E, PIESAVAGE. It'll be in the bio of this episode. I think it should you be use pie, that code. Pie Chambers, personally, but you know. This is where we're at. Well, it's the Savage Situation <laughs> podcast. It, felt, it made sense. <laughs> I'm kidding. It made sense. Pie Savage. I, 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 I tried to get Pie Chambers. They weren't. They were like, he's too big time. We can't have that. You're going to break the internet, Sam. Uh, let's get Pie Savage. Let's, let's, let's take it down a notch. And here we are. But yeah, so Pie Savage. So you guys listening right now, if you use Pie Savage, uh, there'll be a link as well in the bio. We'll put it out on our, our Twitter and our Instagram as well so you guys can find it. But ultimately, um, you can use that link uh, to take you to the website and check it out and, and use Pi Savage. Now, there's a few things that you need to know as well that are coming, like big announcements. And I think you're going to love the last one. 
mate. This is this is Go so on. dope. Kicking things off, they've just released very recently a classic Amiga Alien game. Do you remember the Amiga? Yes. What, dude? What a time in our lives the Amiga was. Um, Alien Breed Tower. That was Assault. like the the, the uh, like that top down shooter. I've definitely played that before. It, yes, that is that yeah. one. Okay, the seventh of December. Um, which is coming up, they're going to announce 10 classics from the Atari, like Asteroid, Missile Command, like Windjammers, um, Neo oh, Geo. Oh, that's from the Neo Geo. Yeah, so I mean, I, I bought a Neo Geo two years ago and I love yeah. it. Massively underrated console. But you know, NES, SNES, Master System, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. You can play with your friends. You can add video into it as well. So you can kind of play, it's almost like couch co-op with your pals like on the platform online using their, their service, which is great. Um, and it's also a cool gift as well, because if you get the premium feature, there's a two-month free trial as well, which you can give out a code as well, which is kind of sick. Sick. Packer. It's there. There's a code, um, Pi Savage that you can use uh, to redeem your opportunity to kind of build, uh, bring your own game, BYOG. There's a link that takes you to uh, the website via our social media, you can find it below as well, and you can find out all about the platform, and you can play online multiplayer retro games. A, a catalogue of over 80 right now, uh, it's there on Packer, and it's looking mighty, mighty fine indeed. Thank you guys massively for sponsoring this video. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on board the Savage Situation. How about you, Reese? Was, was Metal Gear kind of like an entry point for you? <laughs> yeah. Where was uh, <laughs> Metal Gear was awesome. not. No, for me it was it was Pokemon all. I mean, yeah, got it straight away. It was Pokemon all day. Oh, right? I'm loving that. And it's just a banger jumper. I gotta <laughs> say, yeah. But is that is that a Dragonite on there? And like yes, a, sir. Dratini, Dr- Dragonite, Dragonair, the whole fam, bro. And oh, wow, for me it was playing Pokemon Red because me when it when it came out, my, me and my brother were playing that, and. It was like he had blue, I had red. We were playing together. It was awesome because he's like four and a half years older than me. So it was like, you know, it was a good game in time. And I vividly remember, you know, we were on the Nintendo 64. We mainly like Nintendo consoles, like at that age. We're, we're obviously in the in the 90s now, early on. And I remember vividly really wanting to play Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo 64. Still the highest rated game of all time, unless things have changed over the last two years. And still something I go back and play almost yearly through. And we went to the shop at the time, which is called Grooves, to go and buy it. And there was one single copy in, and my brother touched it first. And he bought it before me. And I was fuming, and it was like, I bet that thing's worth a ton now than the condition it's in, because it was like one of the special edition ones. And oh, mate, yeah, he, definitely he, worth a lot of money. I was thinking it would be it would be good bucks. So he got that. I eventually ended up playing through a ton. So like Zelda games, the you know, the Pokemon games all the way through. It's just something that's evolved from my whole life. And then when I met my best friend right now, Sandy, in you know, early two thousands, you know, we were what under ten, started playing Halo One. He had it on the Xbox. Mm. I had a I had the same game, but I'd never played it because I got an Xbox for Christmas. I remember it and with that original Xbox came with Halo, but I just never played it because there was like another game that I had with it. I started playing that with him and I was like, Man, this game's this game's good. Went home, sucked so bad, couldn't beat the library, the the, the most horrible level on easy mode had to get his big brother, who's like oh, like the same age as my big brother, to come to my house to beat the library on easy <laughs> to so be able funny. to get through. Yeah, Made it through. Then we played Halo 2. I got super stuck into Halo 3 and played like an, a disgusting amount of that up until like 2011 when I went to uni. And then it kind of just like slowly kind of went away for like my uni years of just working through like as an adult job, like way less time when I was into like going to the yeah. gym and, and parathon training. So like, I didn't have as much time to game and stuff. I'd still like play games here and there, like RuneScape tons and put way too much time to that every now and then. But it's like, I didn't have like the huge uh, time span spent on it at that time. And 
realistically, like Halo and Pokemon with Zelda, those those three combinations throughout like my entire what from zero years till twenty formed I think who I am as a person. So <laughs> will I'm, always I'm be laughing. my heart. I was laughing. I was like, it makes sense. You you had an Xbox. You went down the Halo route. I had yep. a PlayStation. I'm like Kingdom Hearts. You know, <laughs> yeah, here. yeah. Like my, my path is so different, right? Just like yep. the games that I fell in love with and the type of games. Um, yeah. and then to to like touch on Pokemon. I remember back in the day. Now you had the little trade cord link to get. Oh man, the GBA link. Cable. If you if you pull it out fast enough, you get a duplicate. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You would cheat and stuff like that. That's so. Bro, funny. my my most my favorite memory, right, is that when. The, the third generation games came out like Ruby Sapphire and then you know you, you were linked Those are great they're amazing my my yeah, when you when you get to 999 hours on one console by the way it so just crazy. it just stops counting the time anymore because the, right. the the time doesn't go above that right I had to, I remember I got all the way up to like almost like thousand hours on like one save after not long and then like playing many 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 hours after that I remember like because you there was only specific Pokemon you could get between at the time Ruby and Sapphire like you know you couldn't get like all the a lot of the Gen One Pokemon because you couldn't trade them from the old Game Boy games and I remember at school vividly seeing because I, I used to play at school all the time in my breaks at lunch like we had a friend group who was like love playing these games I remember seeing one of my friends so I was like how does this guy have a Larvitar I was like this is a Gen Two Ooh. Pokemon and he was like yeah on the gate on the GameCube Pokemon Coliseum comes out and you can get like a bunch of other Pokemon and trade them in I was like what I was like this is so great I remember like actually freaking out going home and be like mom we have i've got a gamecube we need to buy pokemon coliseum and it comes a link cable you can put it in and then and i was like oh you can get 48 more pokemon on this this is so nuts and like then fire red and leaf green came out all the remakes of those original games and like it just opened there was so much nostalgia and like enjoyment in that area until and i I completed the pokedex through it all i was like this is so cool this is amazing so like that like from the first generations the second i played like the fourth chains all the way up until, and it's just been like a a, a, a big part of my did life. You, definitely. Did you ever cheat? Like get a game shark and just oh yeah, of course. Like limited game master shark. balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's like this little device you can plug it into your basically your Game Boy or whatever, and it would um. We had the Game Genie, the earliest yeah, hacks. The same Ooh. thing. Recently. Yeah, yeah. Game Genie, yeah, Game mm-hmm. Genie and Game Shark. Those are the two uh, like notable brands, I guess. Probably over here, like in the East Coast or like of America, it was more like Game Shark was probably the one. Yeah. And, yeah genius probably the other international but like that thing mm-hmm. like cheat and stuff good times yep. like i said it was it was kind of wild i guess everyone's the same isn't it it's like growing up it was either like nintendo or sega mm-hmm. or it was playstation xbox it still is playstation xbox but um for me it was like i was i always found it a bit weird when i suddenly saw sonic and mario in the olympics together doing like a, a crossover <laughs> game and i was like Oh snap! That this is this feels weird. Yeah, yeah. And now <laughs> and now you've got the Sega, I guess Genesis for you, uh, Monster. But for us, the Mega Drive. You've got the kind of port on on you know, the Switch. You can play Sega games on your Switch, and it's like this is weird for me. It's just <laughs> a weird thing to get to used to this. But like speaking of the Ocarina of Time, like you know that was a game that Ian, obviously regularly on the show, mm. champions it massively. And it's one of those games where growing up, I just didn't really get a chance to play it. Oh, you've so missed now, out. You've missed I do, out. So the, so the emulator, the new N64 emulator on um on the Switch, the official one. Yeah. I've started playing it, and I'm like, okay, now this I'm, is the I'm game. In. I'll tell I'm you in. though, right? Did you have to purchase that or download the emulator. It's you, well, you know, is you have it it's downloadable. Or? Yeah, so it's Nintendo Online. You, you get like it's like I think you get the Nintendo, it's official. The Super Nintendo. Yes, yeah, official. Yeah. It's official. It's yeah, official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they just, so you got, you got like, you've got like, um, <laughs> yeah, you've got like, you've got that. You've got like, um, I think F Zero's on there and Mario sixty four. Mm-hmm. You know, Doctor Mario, some old school games. Um, I'll tell you, I, I mean, if, you, if you're into the Zelda games, if, you, if you're diving into the Zelda games, you've got to go, it's hard to find, To you basically have to emulate on your PC now unless you've got like an old Wii or a GameCube, but Twilight Princess, 
is the best second best zelda game i will say on that i finally got my brother to start playing it after obviously he was the one that got me into zelda to start with he, he sent me a message like two weeks ago and he was like this game is awesome he's like this is amazing <laughs> he was like it's like 20 years it's all like 15 20 years old almost now and he's not played it yet and he's just like i this is this is it this is the one <laughs> so good for me a link to the past was great for me mm -hmm. i loved I lo that was another one that i was just because that was one of the first times ever that there's like a mirror world and you can kind of flip reverse the map and you're mm -hmm. like Oh my god! What the heck, what the heck is this? The same thing, but it's everything's it's dark backwards. And backwards. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh my god! There's puzzles that have to. You can move things in different realms. It's mm -hmm. crazy. That was the first time I was like, okay, I'm fully into this kind of like story based campaign stuff. This is amazing. Yep. Um, I was, you know, obviously Fortnite being prevalent, obviously for all of us now and, and other games too. Obviously, uh, I find that MDF, you and I are usually two of the first people in the kind of the green room. We're playing uh, what we're kind of doing FNCS, and you're almost always whenever we kind of like first come in, you're almost always playing something in the background. Yeah, and you you streamed you playing the Binding of Isaac the other day, and I'd never seen great. it. You were like, "Bro, check it out!" And I was just watching you, just like, just just kill it, and the uh, kind of like in the, <laughs> the latter stages, and then the game crashes. You lost all your progress. I felt horrendous yeah, for you, but I was I was invested. I was there with you, man. Yeah, I'm. A, listen, I'm a gamer. I'm really a gamer. I know, like, I I don't stream as much anymore and stuff. So that was that's the funny part to me about all this. I've always been into games. I managed to make a career out of like sitting there and being watched to play the games. Um, and then now that I found myself not streaming as much anymore, I, I still can't kick the fact that I want to play stuff. So like, if I'm not sitting here gaming and like doing work or whatever, like I'm on my phone playing Clash Royale still, like <laughs> freaking attacking people and doing whatever. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I love, I love, I just love games, man. It's, it's a, it's an addiction. It's terrible. It'll it's, never change. <laughs> it'll never change. Yeah. 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 I, I was, yeah, I, I was going to ask you if you, if you were playing Pokemon Go boys as well. I'm presumably being still, Pokemon fans. I, I don't play as much, but like I have a friend that plays a lot. And like, for example, during Thanksgiving, he stopped through. He's like, Yo, what's up with new shinies you got? I'm like, well, I have not been playing at all. He's like, Well, anyways, I'll trade you some. Here's a shiny. Here's a... I'm like, Yes. Let's go. <laughs> like, yeah, awesome. I, I still I still love Pokemon Go too. It's a fun game. It's ah. one of those ones that you pick up and you just get into it for like the, the time that you get into it and you probably put it down. That the yeah. thing, the problem I had, I love it, right? I think it's such a great concept, but it's such a pay to win game to the point that it annoyed me that I had to stop playing it yeah. because it was like, you have to, I was like, do the, the steps. Oh yeah, the raid passes, like the eggs where you can only buy like a specific amount of like hatchable incubators and stuff. I was like, mm -hmm. I would like to just walk and hatch these eggs. Like even that would be cool. I was like, it was promoting me to be like, to do bit like more steps. And now I've got like, better ways to do it now. But then I was doing like 20K steps a day when I was playing. I was like, this is lit. <laughs> this is so good. I'm hatching all these like eggs at the same time. But then it's like, it limits you to like what, like however many you can find a day and how many you can use and i was just like this this is annoying because i it wants me to pay and i can i can see why i would pay i did a couple times or bits because i was really enjoying it but after a while i'm like i'm not in the addiction route where i'm gonna keep doing this i'm like this yeah. is this is this is not the way i want to play a game so i was quite i was a bit annoyed especially as like a, a big pokemon fan it was uh it, pokemon go let me down yeah, it's a shame. I mean, I, 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 I put all those stories in the news. I don't, I don't know about the US and stuff, but the, the news in the UK is like one of the first times ever there was actually like, I guess, positive press around a game being like, yeah. you can walk, and this guy lost like seventeen stone, which is like, I don't yeah, know, like yeah, hundred yeah. pounds by walking playing this game. Because so often it, it kind of gets tainted with this kind of like brush of like. It's it's bad for you, and like mm -hmm. you know, even when we were younger, our parents were like it's going to burn your eyes out. You know, it was a thing that you kind of went, okay, I don't think it will, but fine, thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks for the concern. And now we're like, look at us now, living the dream on broadcast, talking about games for a living. You know, and that, and that, I think that's what sticks. I think that's the thing as well. Like I'm with with Monster, I'm trying to 
I find myself always drawn to games, even I'm not kind of like, you know, working with in, in the gaming, mm-hmm. you know, in some capacity with games. I'm always drawn to them, particularly, I think particularly for me, the story-based games. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you played like Ghost of Tsushima that kind of came out. Like I was kind of totally entranced by it. that. Oh, man, but I like Dark gorgeous. Souls. I'm, Dark, I'm, into, yeah, great. I'm mm-hmm. into like those difficult games. Like, yeah. Like roguelikes, uh, yeah. things like Dark Souls that just have that, again, like very difficult, like kind of mechanical base to kind of excel. Yeah. It. Um, those games are fun to me but then there's like Metal Gear which is like completely story driven it's a tactical shooter in a sense it's like a strategy game but I guess that's what I'm really into anything that requires like some actual brain power like strategy <laughs> like I get hooked yeah. in it because that, that's that's the loop right like you're in there you're thinking you're trying to problem solve like that that to mm. me is the loop that I love now like one of the biggest issues i find with a lot of games is like i have to just be able to relax to play a lot now because like it's it's not because i'm too old and bad at them which is slightly away but it's like spending so much time like for me making youtube videos on fortnite odd reviewing fortnite learning about it to be as like as analytical as i can like practicing the casting actually doing casting it like you know with so much of the percentage of my week going to like just dedicated to like competitive hardcore fortnite right just to, to learn to try and be the best at what I can at the time. It's like any other game I play, I'm just like, I just want to like switch my brain off and do it. So it's like now, so like my, like yesterday, I, actually, I had this conversation with my girlfriend yesterday. Cause I was like, I went to like get up at like nine o'clock in the morning. I, you know, I'd laid in bed for like an hour after waking up. I go to the gym, do my steps and all that kind of stuff in the morning. So like, cause I know I'm lazy after lunch. And so get all like the healthy stuff done before then cook, whatever. So usually by the time I like sit down to do some work, it's like 1 PM or something like that sit and do like a fortnight where i'm working on like a youtube video studying whatever the hell i want to do until like 9 p.m and then now i'm just like you go and like hang out with my girlfriend or like last night i just lay in my bed put the switch on the tv and i was just playing like the new pokemon brilliant diamond remake and i'm just doing nothing you know it's like the brain is shut off it's like if i was to try and play like a competitive game like at that moment if i were to try and play like the halo infinite ranked then it's never happening like my brain i've run out of juice you know at that time so like relaxing games right now are perfect ah, to not to not have children yeah yeah wonderful like to just game yeah adam's, adam's world is switched upside down so. yep <laughs> like, and, they're, and they're young and they're busy they're like they're kind of like a video game in a way trying to keep yeah, track. yeah, yeah. It'd be like it'd be like pac-man and i'm going. the ghost and 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 the kids are pac-man and i'm just chasing <laughs> them around <laughs> where the cherries are like toys it's, I mean, it's a kind of weird analogy there, but I, I think you guys would get it. Yeah, it's just, mm. it's just bonkers. But I mean, I mean, that's that's a really good point you bring up about kind of making you know content creation away from kind of the competitive stuff as well, mm. like um, fellas. You know, it's, it's and the same for you streaming as well, because I know that um, Monster used to stream a hell of a lot. And Reese, you do. I think you do time to time stream. Yeah, every now and um, then, if I can be bothered, then, basically. Yeah. But it's like, it, is it? It's a quite a lot of. Um, is it quite a lot of, uh, is it difficult sometimes to have to obviously deliver all the time content for like, obviously a game at Fortnite, things evolve all the time, be it mm. kind of like the, you know, the kind of the, the, the metric of the game to a degree. Like there's always a lot of like, you know, the, I guess Reese, you kind of lean a lot more on like kind of what's happening with the gameplay itself and how yep. players are evolving and such. But is, is there a lot of pressure to do, kind of deliver and get videos out as they used to? Because I know that used to be a big thing is like getting, you know, like getting news out, getting things out all the time, like yeah. constantly churning things out. Have you kind of found your your niche now where you're like, okay, this is my bread and butter. This is how I'm going to approach Fortnite and how I'm going to make videos about it. Yes. And that, the, the issue is like, I think for 
creators in Fortnite in particular who are on the come up for YouTube content specifically, it's really tough to find your niche and to find what people actually want to watch, which is very difficult because I, I got started by doing just VOD reviews and, and specific gameplay only content, right? And like I did that for like a year, maybe just over a year. And what I saw was like, for me as doing like two, three videos a week, no matter how much effort I put into it, it's like, I'm starting to come up with the same stuff, right? I'm like, I'm starting to repeat myself repeatedly. It's like, there's only so much you can talk about, right? Yeah, the game changes, but you'll run out of stuff to talk about. And that's when I had to change my content a little bit to be more story driven sometimes. Like, here's the story of this player. Here's what's happened here, you know, and but still keeping that analytical mindset at the same time. People really like to listen to people talk about Fortnite competitive. It's like, there's a big market for people people who want to listen about like the stories of players, how, like what the tournaments were, all that kind of stuff. There is like a big window for that. But in terms of like pressure, yes, like absolutely. But it's more like self-endued pressure and sometimes pressure of like the platform too, because you've got to think at the time where for me, like I'd love, like making videos is like my biggest passion for it. Like it's really enjoy. It. I wouldn't put the time into making YouTube videos if I didn't enjoy it as much as I did. But the problem is like, if you put tons of time into one video and it doesn't do well, then you're like, okay, well, I've wasted four or five days on not enough growth that I could have had. Uh, like, and obviously there's a revenue side of it too, but for, unless you're like over, especially specifically game, gaming content, unless you're getting like 100K views a video, then it's not as, it doesn't matter as much. It's just additional money on the side, right? So it's yeah. like the, the the growth side of things, specifically if you spend that amount of time on each video, it's rough. Right. So it's like, then you think, oh, should I do more? I, I went through a huge phase of like, should I do daily videos, should more frequent videos? Should I put all this time like I'm trying to do like a week per video? But then what if they don't do good? And there, there's like, a, you know, it's more just like the pressure of understanding like how to grow your own YouTube channel. And what it eventually boils down to at the end is making content you really like that is slightly tailored to to create like good click through rates and like good view duration that's it it's like if you if you if you falter on any of those the video probably won't do that well and you won't enjoy it at the time so it's like i oh, if, and now like when there was like a pressure thing if i'm like oh, i have to get a video today it, now i'm just like i don't have to get a video today i can easily do one tomorrow like today i was gonna like i need to get a video today because i've put one out like two three days ago i want to try and get like three in a week or something but I was busy. I came back and I started doing other things. I was like, you know what? I don't need to put a video today. I can finish it tomorrow instead. Like there, there is not that kind of time. It's really good that you have come to that. I think mm -hmm. that mental uh, is the word like uh, clairvoyance. I guess, yes. Right? There's, there's a word mm -hmm. for this. So it's like we'll the clarity, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. of, of, the, of the situation. Because there's a thing that happens to streamers and content creators. The fear of missing out yep. is real like in that that's that, that anxiety real, <laughs> it really sets in especially for creators heavily that's a level of anxiety mm -hmm. you just peak like dude i gotta get a video out like yep. because i've been doing it and i'm trying to accomplish something you become sort of in a manic state um but once you can i oversee that and realize i don't i can move at a, a much more stress-free pace and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to because i want to period deal with it um i think you become more relaxed more at ease with your content and it's not as stressful doesn't feel as much of a burden even nope. if it is your passion it can feel like very much as a burden when you are trying to maintain these high levels of um output mm -hmm. um yeah as someone who's been doing this for almost 10 years i've i feel like i've <laughs> i've worked very hard across multiple titles to find success in multiple game titles obviously now the thing for me is fortnite i love it um but yeah, after I got over the fear of missing out, after I realized, dude, I could do this. I know how to do it. I, mm -hmm. I did it the first time. I thought it was lucky. Did it the second time. 
did I really get lucky? And I did a third, a fourth, a fifth time, a different game. And I'm like, nah, I got it. I figured it mm. out. I know how to make content when I want to drive views. I know how to drive views. I know, you know what I mean? Depends yeah. on what you're yeah. gunning for. Um, but the biggest thing to me was getting over the fear of missing out changed me completely. Mm -hmm. This is what has allowed me to step away from having to stream every day. Like, um, and, and I created a different audience. I, like I could go live and still pull 100, 200 people. Mm -hmm. Now I know how to get you know, the numbers if I'm looking for them. I just figured it out. It's just so different now. I think also the biggest lesson out of all that is I bet you failed tons because oh, I... Oh, here's the thing. It's not even failing to me because I never put my expectations in the, in the feedback of the community. Mm. My content has always been derived from, I want to do this because I want to do this. And I think yes. this looks cool. Now, you could like it or you could not like it. That's okay. I'm not here to be a people pleaser. And that was one thing that it was my first philosophy because when I started, I started with Battlefield. Um, and this is the earliest days of Twitch, 2012, my first live streams. Battlefield, Skyrim, AZ. I was getting no viewers. Mm. Um, but I was always doing what I loved to do. And then I played Clash of Clans. And doing what I loved to do, which was Clash at the time, got me to like, you know, 100,000 followers on Twitch. Mm. And then I did what I loved to yeah. do with Clash Royale and Vainglory and, and every other game. And then I realized that, that those moments succeeding in different titles and following my passion and and even like dude i I killed my community and i've rebuilt my community multiple times right and, and yeah. air quotes air yeah, quotes yeah. killed guys that's like if you change rapidly the conversions is, is very Miserable. very hard yeah, you get yeah. people to like literally invest in you you can't pay for that right no um yeah do you, but do you what i realized i found success is my, to my point mm. is doing what i love to do because eventually yeah. you'll have people gravitate towards you that have your passion just about, do you, you, know, do you think now like because obviously you say you, you've built you've rebuilt you've you know you've you've, you've gone you've changed things up a lot and i think both kind of you're kind of moving with there's that kind of battle of moving with whether you, what the audience wants how to kind of bang when it comes to like the algorithms and such as well and kind of like click through rates and such but do you think for now for people coming through into you know, wannabe kind of creators coming through on on twitch for instance you know I guess YouTube's slightly different with content creation because you can create videos. But when it comes to streaming, there are so many people streaming, particularly in the wake of COVID as well, where basically everyone started streaming mm -hmm. because there was nothing else to do. Do you think in this, this is kind of one of the hardest times now to separate yourself from the rest of the masses as a, as a streamer because of how competitive it is, because of how difficult no. it is to bear? Or do you think now is like the time where you can really bang quick? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think the, the, I don't think it's difficult. Well, I think it is difficult. But I think it comes in how much time are you going to invest in? Uh, put it like this. If you start today, anyone listening, and for the next two years, upload every single day to YouTube, one video a day, and every other platform you can digest your content outwards towards, I guarantee you, you will be in a much better place mentally, probably in a monetary sense as well. And just in general, you are going to be like a shark when it comes down to the 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 space that you are working in like you will literally become a master of your craft and then at that point you're, you're going to be in such a different mental area like and, and your capacity to understand what is that you're doing is going to be so advanced it's like when you say oh i look back now man when i was doing that i wish i knew that like do it every day commit to it regardless of how hard it is and i guarantee you at the very least like that meant like your mentality is going to be you're just going to be so so aware and so sharp and you're going to be different and then you're going to excel like it took me mm -hmm. many years to, for it to switch. And then when it switched, I haven't looked back. I just like, I look at things different. I'm hardwired different. And I understand, like I said, I figured out how to get to the metrics that I'm looking for. But it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's doing it over and over. And, and think about what you're doing and how you're doing it. And then 
why you want to improve, where you want to improve. Um, and you will, it, it will come. It, it really will. And when, when I said you bet you failed a ton, what you've just said is exactly what I mean. Because yes. when I what you've described is what I did for the last two years. Exactly. Almost Look, almost to now. the date. Yeah. Almost yeah. like one month away from being two years, I would have almost fit that like perfectly. Because for the understanding like obviously i'm more focused specifically on youtube and and not as so much i wish i had done again put a bit more into like some of the other (laughs) smaller ones because but i'm lazy to do like tiktok and instagram at the same time but when it comes like growing the youtube specifically it was like i did what you just said maybe not every day because you know if you're going to put youtube content you can't obviously but I, i was working on it every day and then built up a bunch of videos that sucked basically right there was a lot of really good videos in there but there's a lot of ones that, like if you if you look at the views most of them that did badly are the ones that like weren't that good and it's oh i wonder how that works right the good videos do well and the bad <laughs> ones don't it's almost as if like youtube helps you Genius. with that kind of thing and like over that time it took me that first year in particular of just doing like content that was not like that i was very proud of some of the videos like the ones I put a ton of times and i really liked but it was like I was putting that effort almost in like the wrong places in the time, right? It's like, I I know now how to keep an audience, just like Monster says, interested in a video. Like the last two videos I put on YouTube have a 70% average watch rate. So like if, out of anyone who clicks on a video, 70% of them will make, well, 70% will make it to the end basically. Or, so it's like, that is like, if you look back at some of my other videos, bro, like, 70 percent will be gone by 30 seconds in you know it's like yeah. it's it's crazy the difference of just how to learn how to keep people like interested and things like that and that's only because i did exactly what monster said i put video after video out they sucked and i learned i looked at the stats you learn more and more about how to make good content and it's like you you just learn at the end of the day like this is what i if i want to make a video about anything i can make it good now you know i i can make a horrible topic like the most useless fortnite video ever but i can make it now in a way that can make it interesting for people and it's you know the the topics are always relatively clickable depends on what it is but like i can make a good video of it now regardless because i've messed up so many times yeah well i mean let's be talking fortnite let's talk about how you guys found the the game in some ways Mm -hmm. where did you where did you ask you monster what did you kind of kick off your kind of fortnite i guess journey what what was it was it kind of picking up and playing it with friends kind of buddies saying yeah you gotta get into this game man it was was from streaming definitely from streaming right because uh you go live every day right obviously the thing about streaming especially when you're a daily creator um you kind of feed off the ecosystem what does your chat want to do you're always looking for the next thing to stay one interested for yourself because you'll lose your mind doing the same thing all day uh, so you're everyone's always hungry for the next thing and, and chat just bringing it up and I knew about the game and I played the first week they released where you have to actually pay for the save the world to, to play battle royale um, my thing I was afraid of the game because I have a very particular um, fixation when I get into something I want to either be the best or I want to understand everything about it because I think it's really cool I just become so fascinated drawn into it uh, maybe you know, there's some kind of disorder, but it works to my benefit. Um, in this in this case, I looked at Fortnite, I saw the building, and I was already saw what Rust almost ruined my life because I wanted to play it nonstop. <laughs> I was a loved the building in Rust. I was like, damn, being able to build a fort and like defend it and fight is just sick. And then I'm like, they're doing it even faster in Fortnite. Like, look at how this is like real time battle royale. And I was like, if I play this game, I'm gonna be addicted, and there's no looking back. Do I want that for myself? And I was at a point in my career where 
I was already playing other battle royales, H1Z1, PUBG, and I told my community. Remember, I was averaging like big, big numbers on Twitch, like like five hundred, like a thousand on uh, the mobile games because I was like the mobile guy. Um, and when I would play these battle royale games, I was still getting like like anywhere from fifty to like. 150 and to me i was like stoked because i'm like dude if i can average 100 viewers on a different game i can make it like financially yeah. i know mm -hmm. i'll be okay i'll be good um and i was getting that with PUBG. i was getting that with h1 so i was like this new game this is this is the this could be the one and i was like i know i'm gonna love it so i just committed i switched and i knew i wasn't gonna look back i didn't tell anyone and then even to this day when i make a big decision i don't i don't do the whole announcement like oh i'm retiring later mm -hmm. guys yeah I'm just, <laughs> like, i just do it and then, like, you figure it out when you figure it out. So I never, like, really give up on anything because I always go back to stuff. That's just me. Um, but that, that's how I got into it. It was early. I knew I was going to be hooked. I just knew it. And I was. And I was so fascinated when I was able to look at the mountain and say, I can build up to that. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is a strategy game um, because positioning is key. And I recognized it was a strategy game so early. I began immediately creating tutorials, how to snipe, how to do this. And I was so good at even sniping, for example, because bullet drop most people are used to hit scan games but i play battlefield you gotta bullet drop and i was nasty with this so i was like dude I'm just, bam sniping everybody God, like it was just so easy and people move like <laughs> drones they were just easy targets uh, and didn't know how to build and, and bushes and and it was lovely <laughs> dude the, the concept was, was great time. yeah and then, and then that that was like a revitalization point for my youtube my twitch and everything because like i said my youtube was doing really really good with the content i was doing before all my views plummeted down to zero. I didn't care. I knew they were going to come back if I made, you know, tutorial, search-worthy, driven content, et cetera. Like, I've, I already had figured that part out of it um, about YouTube. So I made search result-heavy content, and I got just, you know, the next, the next stage, like, you know, 100,000 subs, 150, et cetera. Um, it slowed down for me, obviously, through the years because so many things changed since then. But that was my uh yeah turning point right there get to my first 100k through fortnite wow interesting you are you i guess you're balancing uh construction costing with <laughs> fortnite like that that by day and by night bro it was you know, it was a dangerous it was dangerous right I'm, i'll tell you why because <laughs> i so at the time like like I said, I was a big Halo fan my whole life. I was mainly playing old school RuneScape at this time like gaming wise just you know after the gym that was after work and I wasn't, I wasn't like super hooked on a game at that time since, you know, Halo 3 days had gone long, you know, in, in Halo, it was you're in Halo 5, which was fun, but it wasn't like, it wasn't a let's go kind of game. I want to get on and play this every kind of day. And I, I was, I was kind of late to the, the Fortnite scene. I wasn't like in comparison to a lot of people who are there now and just like chapter one, season three, like towards the end of it. So like we were like three seasons in already. And I remember seeing this game. And I remember loading up my Xbox to play. I think it was probably Halo at the time. And I saw my friend Tom, who's like one of my best friends through uni, on Xbox Live. He was away in America at the time. And I saw him playing Fortnite. And I messaged him. And I was like, is that game any good? You know, I, I hadn't heard like, I'd seen like, you know, just stuff about it. But I'd never, I wasn't like in gaming circles. I wasn't anything. I was just a guy just, you know, just playing some casual games. Right. And, <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, but you know what's better? It's free. And I was like, I downloaded it that second. I was like, I'm getting in, baby. Let's go. So okay. downloaded it on. It was a game change, wasn't it? Being free was mm -hmm. exactly the same for me. I, it, was, it was suddenly free. it was free on the store. And I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. And the, at the back then, the, you know, the building was a thing that you kind of go, okay, but there's building. It's part of it. It, it, was, it was, it was, I didn't really make much sense because I haven't really I guess, I, guess I got lucky then. 
Yeah, yeah. Starting to pay for it and then getting hooked out the gate. <laughs> yeah. And I was well, the same well. I was like, everybody. No. The thing is, the who took the game? Like, no. no, yeah, I did. I've never even bought. I did buy it. Save the world once. I was like, I was, I was hooked by the building part too, though. I was like, I was also always really interested in battle royale games, but never played one because mm. you know things like H one Z one were always out. I, I never really watched Twitch that much, but I was really interested in the battle royale genre of games. But because I was at the time, I wasn't. A, I didn't even have a PC. I had a laptop still because I was just working. I wasn't like I didn't have a game. I didn't have a gaming PC till I started playing Fortnite. I bought one for it and. I was just, I had my Xbox. I hooked it up. I remember sitting in the living room. I had like this little fold out table. I, ha- I have a picture of it somewhere. The Xbox there and a really, really bad laptop or like monitor sitting on top of it. And I, I play, sat down. I played the first game of it and I was like, I was hooked. Game one. Yeah. It took nine games before I got any, like, I got a kill in it, right? It was, it was rough, rough start. So but funny. I was I so in. Game. <laughs> oh, no, this guy. <laughs> wow. But that's the thing. Like, I was, I was awful, super into it and it became dangerous because it was i was playing so much i literally was so hooked and i remember vividly that the cash right so what was it originally the cash cups the the pop-up cups the architect and the explorer pop-up cups i I need to do a video on these i've forgotten about this so i'm had the worst format any tournament has ever seen in the in the (laughs) world of the history of fortnite and i couldn't stop playing them right it was five hours long it was like an open tournament five hours long you should get points you had to get to a top 10 like a top 10 and anything below that nothing to get elimination points you needed to get three elims to get one point so it it was awful but i they start at 4 p.m uk time i would literally leave work early i'd be like i've got a doctor's appointment i gotta go i'd take days (laughs) off work to play these tournaments me and my friend i took my laptop home for christmas time right the first what this is 2019 when winter the first winter royale was on or 2018 sorry when like the first winter royale was on and i saw it loading up i was like what's this get this out here i'm playing the pop-up cups here that was obviously like one of the biggest like pop-up tournaments at the time and i was like what's this i'm just playing the bubble cup at home i had a suitcase and my suitcase sitting here i was sitting on my bed with my laptop on it my controller plugged in playing away with me my friends i I got home not seeing my family in like three months and i sat and i was like mom i'm playing a pop-up cup for five hours leave me alone in my room i'll speak to you after it was like so instantly hooked in like the the style of the game the, the gameplay and obviously like the competitive aspect of it too yeah, because that's one of the things that I think struck me straight away is you have the games like, you know, eventually like H1Z1, PUBG, the same for me, like Battle Royale really fascinated me, but I didn't really know much. I hadn't really dabbled before. But mm. I knew people kind of, it, looked, it looked quite, particularly H1Z1 looked quite technical, the way you had to kind of do certain things. And suddenly here's this crazy vibrant game, which looks, it looks kind of, to, to look at, it looks like kind of like a family a family game, you know, yeah, it's kind yeah. of like, you know, very kind of like Nintendo just, almost. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember they changed the colors, though. By the way, yeah, that's a different yeah. conversation. I love the old colors because they <laughs> yeah, were yeah, very. Yeah. I love the original. Now, now menu it's different. Music. Mm-hmm. Very different. The original menu music was was just But like with um, but like there was games like Overwatch that come out, and it was kind of like it was a it was a FPS, obviously, but it was kind of more kind of friend family friendly because it was kind of like mm-hmm. it was it was kind of vibrant whatever but along came Fortnite, yeah same thing for me it kind of like every and every thumbnail you saw online was always like whoa i gotta watch this it looks amazing because mm-hmm. it all just really came out you know kind of is winter royale when the infinity blade came into the mix yes yes, yes. Okay, that, was, that was the first time the tournament <laughs> no this time i got slandered across the uh the, <laughs> the internet stage. yeah oh, that was when that was the, that was when the community turned on me because you did times i had to cast I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I was I was a a victim 
like because up until that point i was like the the voice of comp like everyone's like this guy yes he's on reddit like and then and then i had to do my job and not shit talk the infinity blade for four hours or five hours whatever the whole duration of the day and it was like really you guys just gonna sit up there and, and laugh about it or like just like ex- make this all exciting like yes that's my job friend are you entertained oh, <laughs> um so it yeah changed. that was- it, that was it, a very it, interesting moment. But I, don't, those, I don't regret it at all. It was, it was amazing. No, those 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 days as well, like um for the game where I remember, you know, we had the likes of, you know, Nick A30 and Tim the Tapman, Courage, all these guys who are just doing these crazy ass trick shots from outside the, you know, on a rocket outside the storm, kind of like sniping, like, you know, to finish. Like it was just amazing to watch. But it was definitely a, a turn. I, I guess it was probably, was it probably post-World Cup? There was maybe like a kind of yes. a turn in, in the way in which content creators it just got so so sweaty overnight didn't it but why i mean the basically the evolution of what happened was that fortnite really really i mean well firstly it's the natural the most important part is the natural progression of any game where the longer it's out the the better the average skill level is going to be right and it's like fortnite accidentally they just stumbled onto this huge skill ceiling that's just like the the way that building and editing can work alongside like the aiming and just the way that the game is designed has like this unbelievably high skill ceiling that's almost like accidental right just the way that the game's designed i don't think it was ever designed to be like a highly competitive game but just the way that the mechanics work make it that way and after world cup like obviously world cup time got a ton of people introduced into the game then as you see like the seasons progress with just like you know you've got online fncs it's more tournaments generally i think what really pushed the boundary was a lot of the times actually the gap between chapter two season one and chapter two season two there's just like a break of just nothing like there was just no tournaments for like four or five months or something like that and that was what would be considered the most boring period of twitch Fortnite in history because all the people were doing was just doing box fights repeatedly over and over and that i would say that four to five month period raised the skill gap incredibly incredibly yeah exactly just that they started box fighting that became the meta that became the only form of content wagering against one another mm-hmm. and when you're literally it's like taking goku putting him in the in the in the chamber right he is training around the clock like people just became just you're running the same simulation over and over you're gonna again naturally progress and figure out optimization the speed of edits mechanical skill etc and then the difference is now in like you know any competitive title in the past the power of the internet you do mm-hmm. something cool, it spreads like wildfire. Everyone knows about it, right? Like, and, and that's the thing. Once it was all, you know, again, the, the rise of Twitch and, and, and these influencers, et cetera, like, Clicks does a, a peanut butter edit and everyone realized, dude, I can't shoot him behind that darn wall. Mm-hmm. That's the best edit. Why is it? Let me test it out. And then you realize, oh, yeah, this is way better than just making a window and showing my yeah. whole head, right? And then the game changes right there overnight, bam, and thousands of people see it. And then it just it, it spreads so was quickly. It, when when it was that when Creative Mode came into the mix? Was that prior to World Cup Creative Mode? It must yeah, have Creative been. Mode, it was, creative yeah. Mode was in the game um, very, very early. And it wasn't called Creative, it was called Playground. So, like early That's on, it, back yeah. in the day, to, to practice, you would have to literally go to Moisty Meyer, uh, chop down the trees. trees. And then, yeah, chop down all <laughs> as many trees. And then you could build and like get your little prac on. Um, and then eventually we got to the playground. We still have to go in, farm a bunch of stuff meet in the middle, drop everything off, like, all right, let's battle. And then you do your little build battles. Um, eventually, we got some creative. But yeah, around that time, it was like playground, basically. And then box fight, of course, there was creative maps. Because mm-hmm. now the creative maps are being created for box fighting. 
Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I think that, that around that time as well was was kind of when Ninja kind of just exploded into the you know in, in on, online. I think the kind of Ninja Drake uh, collab was kind of, I guess, arguably kind of the most prolific mainstream moment in gaming there's ever been. Did you, did you both see a kind of a massive change in the way Fortnite became? I guess, yeah, I guess Ninja to a degree because he came kind of a poster boy for kind of gaming, you know, at that point. But I think as soon as that happened, and Fortnite happened to be the game that it happened with, do you think it was everyone's like, I mean, it seemed like the entire world went, oh, gaming's kind of okay, I think. It's not kind of as nerdy as I used to think it was. I mean, uh, I, I felt like I was in a, a, for me, I felt like I was in a good position. I was happy when it happened because I was like, dude, I'm one of the faces and like voices of this game. Like, this is going to work so well for me. Regardless of how popular he gets, like more people are going to watch this and they're going to see me on the next show. Mm-hmm. And so that was like, I was like hyped. So that like, that's kind of how I felt about it. Um, but yeah, like it definitely changed the perception of gaming and, and like influencers. And then also just what he did for Twitch as a platform, right? Like he solidified Twitch as a, like the actual leader in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, there was no argument. Twitch was already doing amazing things. Um, but yeah, he allowed them to, uh, become the home and the hub for now like rappers and, and media real media looking in um and that brought in a number of sponsors and cross collaborations um but yeah organizations like hundred thieves phase they've also are very much a part of that helping the parallel of like mm-hmm. mainstream come to gaming uh, but it, it all yeah it fuels one another it's crazy yeah and you you I mean, you casted at the World Cup as well, dude. Was it was it just nuts? The World Cup. I mean, because we was, I remember it was crazy because it, it was like I remember we suddenly heard that the prize pool alone was what was it? Was it something? Was thirty it million. Thirty million dollars. Thirty right. million. 30, yeah. Thirty million dollars for a prize. I mean, of the international, there's other kind of like esports <laughs> events. I've kind of kind of come a little bit close to that, but I guess that's primarily funded by a lot of kind of in-game purchases and kind of a, a pots kind of grown by the community. But here's Epic chucking in thirty milli. I mean, that is, that is, you must have been like to be there on the ground for all that in New York, you know, kind of like it just My hometown. Mm-hmm. Is it the Arthur Ashe Stadium? Is that where it was? Arthur Ashe Stadium. It yep, must in have Queens. been bonkers, dude. It, it was, it was the best thing for me. I was this, the pride of being able to cast from my hometown. It was the first time my family could see what I'm doing, like all these oh. years I'm putting into this. So it, it was like very That's special awesome. for me in a lot of different ways. Uh, but then I was also like a celebrity, dude, because like <laughs> we're in the whole, t- yeah, like <laughs> there's only, how many casters? It was like six talent, right? It was like me, Bala, um, Lupo, Golden Boy, Courage, right? Like, so it was like literal the hand, a handful yeah. of us. Shia was there. Like, there were people there early on. Like, the forward facing talent, only a couple of us. So, like, it was, it was just wild the attention we were getting. Like, you felt like a true celeb. Like, people looking at you, it was like, dude, like, again, people come up to you, like, oh, monster, like, you can get autographs. And, like, like it was, it was surreal, dude. Wow. And then calling, the moments like even looking back i'm a i'm so much more of a better talent and than i am now because one thing we didn't even touch on i didn't have any professional casting skill at <laughs> all when i got into that right like i learned like just through trial and error and, and working this this year and lead up to world cup and even they were like training us for world cup i was not prepared for world cup but i'm still very proud of the calls that i made the, the moments because I was passionate about the game. I was so invested. I was in it. Like I'm, I love the game. Uh, but yeah, if I could do it now, we are. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. <sighs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I yeah. know I'm gonna be on that stage. It's really <laughs> hard to, you know, what I'm saying, stay in the good graces. So yeah, yeah the next one's gonna be crazy. It's is there gonna be, so gonna be a next awesome. one? Is there gonna be one coming? Because yeah, we've been really waiting for this for. It's got to be. We saw the kind of announcement that next year is gonna change up anyway. Because mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm for you guys who listening who might have played for because i guess for, for a lot of people who kind of reese are you ready for the next one brother yeah. oh i am 
You know like it, baby. Next, <laughs> the next one, the next one, it's gonna happen. The game's not going anywhere, right? They, mm, they have yeah, the money. Yeah. Um, it's just about when can we do it safely, right? But to, to my point is, think about how far the talent has come, the broadcast has come, the tools that we have. The everything is is just so much more developed, and mm -hmm. we have a better understanding of what competitive in esports is from like my personal perspective and all the talent involved, right? Mm -hmm. Because back then, all of us, most of us, are very much rookies in the space. Shio, Bala, myself, none of us have professional casting experience. Uh, Reese as well, right? Like we have learned so much through our short period in the space, but it's because we're doing it al alongside some of the vets in the space, right? So we've learned from the literal pioneers and we're able to be the next generation of like big face talent on like the, one of the biggest games in the world. So we're all very lucky to be fair. To very, be, yeah, yeah, like, very. On this, very, right? man. It, it, it's, Bro, it's incredibly... Uh, Again, incredibly lucky. I think that all of us are in the position we are because I, I, a lot I of people kill for this space, even mm -hmm. though they talk smack. Like I feel like you know, a lot of people mm -hmm. talk smack about Fortnite, but man, if they had, but you want to do the next FCS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. Genuinely, like that—that's the thing that a lot of people will, you know, you tell people you're a Fortnite caster, like, oh, Fortnite, oh, I talk, I talk right. about Valorant, I talk about CS, go ever, but like the the scale of this game is unfathomable to a lot of people, and you're right that people would die to be in the spot that we're in being able to cast and just talk about it have our living being just commentating on a game like this is genuinely like you for like yeah. you we can't do anything but be thankful for the opportunities yeah. we have I, I i don't know about you guys but like the, the the older i get the more people like more friends of mine from school that kind of come up to me and go bro how did you get to do your job <laughs> like, i'm stuck in this office behind his desk yeah. sharp yeah, yeah. pencils and you're 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 analyzing and hosting kind of the, some of the kind of sickest gaming tournaments mm -hmm. in the world. It's crazy. I had a, really a, a interesting because see, the thing is, so I'm very because I've moved to London, right? And it's basically been COVID the whole time. Like I've not met that many new people in in London to start with to like start be like, yeah, this is what I do. I've met like a bunch of people at the gym. And they're like, that's so cool. That's amazing, right? But my girlfriend switched to like not turn job, switched job like not long ago. And everyone she's told at her office has just been like, man, that's sick. That's so cool. How's he get to, you know, and just yeah. like, everyone's really excited, enthusiastic about it, which is, it's interesting. I think you get to a certain age where A, like gaming is legitimized now. So people are very much yeah. like, they understand the space. Maybe not under everyone understands like, how do you make money in that space? And, you know, they might not think that it's like that lucrative, but which is obviously incorrect. But when you have a... Uh, basically people now understanding when you're like yeah this is what i do for a living they're like that's sick also because people now save my age i'm 28 i've been out of university for you know six seven years a lot of them now don't enjoy their jobs either so you know when it when it comes to that point and they're like you get to do this that's so so cool yeah. so it's it's exciting it's definitely exciting yeah it really is um boys we're at the kind of the end of the podcast I, i've got to ask you one last question before you go though okay let's mm -hmm. let's let's say for a second i've got some kind of invisible kind of video game vault okay there's only one game you can chuck into it like we have a mm -hmm. show called room 101 here in the uk right mm -hmm. so you can have like something you put in like the, this 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 room what would be the one game from your gaming history that you and you can't choose Fortnite because it's like that's just a given that that's a, that's a go okay <laughs> um a big shout out for a game maybe you haven't mentioned today maybe you have like a shout out for a game that you were just like that game for me was was amazing i loved it it was brilliant Okay, so is, is this a game that like I gotta play for the rest of my life? Like, what, like what yeah, are we yeah. Here? You, it would definitely if you were going to like a desert island, it would definitely be in the box. Like, you would definitely have mm. this with you. I need this. I need yeah. this in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it? It what, comes what, down what to two titles for me. Okay. For me, it's two titles. Uh, Clash of Clans is just so good, like space building, <laughs> but it is pay to win. 
And like I've genuinely fell in love with World of Warcraft recently. Mm. Yeah. Classic experience. I understand now why Blizzard is where they are because of World of Warcraft. And I understand why people just love the game and how complex it is. So I'd probably put World of Warcraft in today because I'm this is I I'm so hooked. And I'm experiencing it for the first time. And people did this 20 years ago, but I'm doing it for the first time today. And I, I understand it. why. That's another sick. one of those games, another one of those games as well, where when we're kind of rehearsing or getting ready in the green room, you are grinding that. <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, it's, I can drone out. It's so relaxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I love it. Reese, how about you? It's, it's tough because if I'm on a desert island with it, like, are we going to have internet connection? Am I, am I you know, how, is the multiplayer going to have a player base that'll keep going for right. the next 50 years? Yeah. Under, I think in, in all honesty with, with that, under, if, if, if the future of the game is, is good, Halo 3 has got to be a big one for me. Like I, I spent so long at the time, if, if it had like the peak population, like it still had, and it was, you were able to still play it, that would definitely be one. But I think, if we're talking longevity, I would play the just living crap out of it. Like old school RuneScape, just just keep is the gift See, that keeps on giving. These are both MMOs, right? They are both yeah, MMOs. There's something about Infinite. MMOs, it is just it's so magical. And Time I, sync. And again, I only, I only <laughs> realized that just recently. So that yeah, game like, is dangerous. And I guess since you yeah. threw a shooter in there, my shooter would be Battlefield Three. Like there you go. Peak okay. Battlefield Three vibes. My MMO will be World of Warcraft right now, and mm-hmm. like my strategy drone game of choice i guess would be clash of clans dang I, I couldn't put like a pokemon game in there because it's like there's a, there's a limited amount you could do in yeah, one of those yeah, at a time out it's fine you run out yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. um thank you guys so much for being on the show uh, where, where can we find you online mdf where, where can we, everyone find you hey guys at monster deface across all social medias i mean whatever you're looking for i'm probably doing it <laughs> yeah you, you pick your platform you search me up you'll find me Thank and Another person who has good branding at Resub on any social media platform <laughs> too, right? It's almost yeah. like these names fit on everything. Literally Perfect. similar in the YouTube. Uh, and, and if we're looking to, if you are looking to have some kind of construction cost done or some, le- some kind of crime, <laughs> some, some justice. In, someone in arrested. World, someone yeah. arrested, then these boys can, they can hook you up. Um, Monster, Reese, thank you boys so much for coming on the show. Thanks Love having me. you here. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. And bye-bye for now. Bye. A massive thanks to you guys for listening to this episode of the Savage Situation Podcast. It's been so much fun. Uh, do as well. Make sure to check out the YouTube videos. Mention this at the beginning. We have all these videos of the, the episodes on YouTube. We also have as well highlight clips. So make sure to check it all out. Savage Situation Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram. You know, we want to grow this community as big as we can. And you guys have been so supportive so far and it's going to get bigger, better, faster, stronger. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and we'll see you next week. That's right, on the next one. Take care for now. Thank you and bye-bye.